Hey, Cracked fans. If you're a listener of this podcast, I imagine you feel fairly similar to how I do about the latest clothing options made available across the tennis market. Now, while I won't call out any brand in particular, I will say this. Given the exorbitant nature of the latest designs, feels like you better be pretty freaking good at tennis if you want to wear that sort of clothing on the court. Now, thankfully, we here at Crack Rackets are now able to provide a far more suitable, far more more comfortable, and I'm going to be honest, far more stylish option for all of our Crack Rackets fans, courtesy of our friends over at Lucky Racket. Lucky Racket uses some of the best fitting and feeling tees in the world. Their shirts are combed, ring-spun, heirloom cotton, and tri-blend Bella and Canvas. I don't even know what that means, but that sounds spectacular. So, how can you get yourself some Lucky Racket gear? It's simple. Just go to their website, LuckyRacket.com. That's L-U-C-K-Y-R-A-C-K-E-T.com. And use our promo code CRACK15. If you do, you'll get 15% off all of your purchases. That means 15% off the shirts, 15% off all of the incredible swag offered by our friends. Again, that's LuckyRacket.com. The promo code is CRACK15. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Tuesday, December 21st. If it's a Tuesday, you know what that means. It's time for one of our favorite series here at Crack Rackets, Tennis Point Tuesday, where we sit down with our friend, Nate Walrath, from Tennis Point to talk about the latest and greatest in tennis products. Of course, we also pick Nate's brains about some of the biggest topics, biggest trends happening across levels in the tennis world. As such, joining us once again on the podcast today, my friend, Nate Walrath. Nate, welcome back to the show. Did we get the big win from from the X Men? We got the big win today. Oh no! I had a great first half, up up a uh, nine on Nova, and it's just complete utter uh, chaos in the second half. We lost by thirteen, so tough loss for the Musketeers. Ugh, brutal. You know, Edmund Sumner went to my high school. He was a year younger than no me. No way. Yeah, and no way. I remember because you know I've always been. Attracted to athletics, of course. Like, I've always yep. had a fondness for sports in my heart, and I remember talking to all the basketball players because there is there is a point guard, Derek Walton, who played at Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may, yeah of sure. course you remember him. And yep. in our state regional final, it was my senior year, my senior year team won the state championship in basketball, and Edmund's a junior, and that was really his breakout season. And he alley-ooped over Derek Walton in the regional final. Just like the most beautiful back screen from the no, three-point I- corner. alley like just caught it, flushed. It was gorgeous. And so I have ridden with the X-Man. I've got a streak in me. I just like and talking say. hoops, man. That's, yeah. that's a big Tuesday, baby. No, yeah. um, Edmund Summers, a Xavier fans love that guy. He's always been a nice guy. It's just good to see him do the good things in the league. And hopefully he stays healthy because he's been battling – Big time no, because he but... grew six inches in like six months. It's still yep. the most, like, yeah, he, Anthony yep. Davis. It was crazy. Yep. And so, 
yeah, again, a little basketball talk to get us rolling here on Tennis Point Tuesday. But, of course, great to have you as we ring in the holiday season. And to all of you listeners listening to this here on the week of Christmas, of course, happy holidays to you and yours, to those of you getting out of your homes or maybe staying safe. Obviously, we hope that's what you're all doing. We hope you're enjoying family. We hope you're enjoying this holiday season. And we hope you've got a gift or two. In line as nothing rings in the holiday season like the gift-giving season. With all of that said, Nate Dog, before we get into the best gifts, before we yep. get into the best racket silos, before we get into anything else, big news, Westoff, give me the sirens, give me the lion's roar, give me all of our celebratory sound effects. Tennis points gone public, Nate. Tell me about the last week and how busy it's been for you guys. It feels like everything, yeah, obviously a huge week for us. And it feels like everything we've done the last eight months has kind of been building towards this. Um, yeah, I was just, I mean, first off, just like a proud moment, like to be a part of this team and to see how hard the tennis point team has worked over the last uh, 12 months, really, ever since the kind of, they've been trying to finalize this this deal with tennis point to join the, the kind of tennis point family. And then up until the last six, seven months, eight months, where we've really had to undergo a complete rebranding and kind of change our mindset to the tennis point culture of helping like really contribute to growing the game and take chances and uh, try to inform and engage and promote tennis the best we can. And it's just been cool to be a part of that transition period and kind of watch it all um, come to come to the public eye with uh, going public uh, with as Cygnus Sports United makes the jump, joins the New York Stock Exchange. So pretty cool to be a part of that. You don't ever know if that's something that a company you're with will do that. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, and obviously we've seen the growth from you guys as Midwest Sports folding into Tennis Point, and now, as you mentioned, going public on the stock exchange. You get to head to New York. Give me, give me the highlights, if so, or just give me the best photos, the best stories you've heard about this whole experience from the uh, stock exchange. Yeah, I, I want, I want the details. So, unfortunately, most of it was done um, virtually, so we did like the whole sure. virtual ringing of the bell um, with our teammates from, I mean, Spain, Italy, France. Germany, obviously, ourselves were there. So it was cool to have everybody virtually in uh, with, in each other's presence. And it was just cool to see how happy everybody was, celebrate that moment. It was like a first time we got to see a lot of these faces uh, from across across the pond. So it was just a cool experience. And for us to be the, uh, like in that transition period, is kind of join that forces over in the European market um, and hopefully take that competition and their mindset and the, the kind of the things that they've done that has uh, been a big success in Europe and kind of bring those ideas here. It's just kind of cool to learn from them as much as we can. And uh, yeah, really try to help, help this game of tennis that we all are uh, such big fans of. Did you get to hit the virtual ring button? Was there like a zoom button? All of you could click simultaneously and it's like ring, 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 ring. No, I, I, I will say if you, if, if you guys follow us on social media, we yeah. did have like a, we had a smoke bomb go off. Or That's whatever. why I bring it up because it was smoke awesome. Machine. Yeah, it was cool to. Yeah, we, like they went all out. They weren't coming. Yeah. She went and bought all the like this super cool balloon set that was customized. And yeah, it felt like a bit. It felt like a big moment for us. And uh, it seemed like everybody ha- had fun that day. So yeah, I mean, this team with Greg and Lisa taking this from a small retail store downtown Cincinnati, uh, like kind of like a mom and pop shop, then kind of growing into Midwest Sports, which became a regional brand, and then eventually. I mean, even bigger than that, with you hear stories from people from all over the country that knew what Midwest sports was. And then to become a be, become a part of a global brand like Tennis Point, just to be be here to see that transition period, is it's been pretty fun. And uh, hats off to Lisa and Greg for what they've done and 
uh, just cool to be part of a company like that in my hometown, Cincinnati. And now to kind of be a part of a, a big organization and a team that's, that's worldwide. Yeah, no, and I've heard, you know, I've read the insider report. Uh, it's a direct attribu- attribution to listeners of this podcast buying Tennis Point gear. That's what allowed you guys to go public. True or false? Yeah, true, 100%. Yeah, 100% true. Uh, yeah. Take that to the bank. Exactly. No, Crack Rackets is, I mean, <laughs> one of our, that's like, we, we just kind of belong together. It's it's yeah. like milk and Oreos. It's just a partnership <laughs> that we'll, uh, we'll have together hopefully for a long time. And um, yeah, always, always been a, a big fan of this partnership because I think it's going to help the game in many ways. Absolutely. So shout out to you listeners. And again, if you haven't gotten your holiday gifts, tennis-point.com. Promo code is CR15, 15% off your order, free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. Best of all, free can Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. You'll let them know we sent you as well. And, hey, we're public now. We're all going public, folks. Tennis-point.com. Promo code is CR15. You've got some gifts you're giving out to the fam? I got I got some gifts. So we also uh, – yeah, these are my uh, – about hopefully my, my, my siblings all listen to the podcast. But both my siblings got <laughs> In my experience, they never coming. do. Exactly. So I think I'm good. I mean, they're probably, they hear my voice enough, so they're exactly. probably like, we, we don't need to hear this guy talk again. So both my siblings, I bought the Pure Drive for my sister, the Wilson Blade 104 for my mom, and then the Wilson Dab uh, Pure Arrow for my brother. So I was excited to get them some new sticks this this uh, Christmas. Did you do your Christmas shopping yet? Well, we don't do Christmas shopping in the Gruskin house. Oh, yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, me. I didn't mean it like that. But the, the, I was going to say the reason we don't is because, according to my parents, quote, every day is Hanukkah in the Gruskin house. And so it's like, when have you ever needed something? That, and it's like, yeah, you're, it's a very good point. Not to say go. we don't love each other and that gifts aren't exchanged throughout the year. A, the only thing gift I could give my mom is details about my personal life. B, I give my dad a gift every single day by gracing him with my presence and being his friend. Uh, he needs it at this stage of life. Let me just tell you. And you think I, I make it up oh, as man. I go. No, um, look, I, I, I shower them with love is what I say. Eight days I, straight of just endless love. That's what we do Ma- in the Gruskin household. Mama Gruskin needs that. She's yeah, that's a cop out, by the way, to say I'm extraordinarily cheap. I just don't even know what I'd buy for gifts. Like, what what can I get you that, like, again, my mom, because she works her ass off, like, there is nothing I can get her that she isn't like, I already got that for myself because that's why I work as hard as I do. Yeah. God, buy no. a gift for my dad. I would say, well, I'm not going to say that publicly because he'd get mad. But, yeah, it's it's a tough, it's slim pickings. That's, no, it's true. That's like Christmas shopping is something I've always like dreaded. I'm like, I don't know what, what they want. And if you ask them what they want, it takes out the fun of getting them a gift. So this year I was like, all right, my sister hasn't got a racket since college. My brother, needs, he, he would like to start playing again. My mom said she has an old Wilson Ultra. I'm like, easy enough. This is a layup. I'm going to take it. Yeah, so. that's a great way of putting it. I would say if t- the theme in the Gruskin house is it's just like, tell me what you want. Like, mm-hmm. let's not beat around the bush here. Like, uh, why would I waste my time and get something wrong when I could get the right thing for you? And so honesty is the best policy. That's our trademark moving forward. And, of course, again, shout-out to Mom and Papa Walrath as well. Shout-out to the siblings. They well-deserved gifts as well, and I know you've been grinding as well. So happy holidays to you, my friend. With all of that said, let's get into today's show. Let's start in that holiday spirit. Always want to give gifts, whomever you are. Of course, for us here at Cracked Rackets, that's flooding you with 100-plus Cracked interviews over this past month. That's our holiday gift. You're looking for an excuse to get away from the Christmas table. We've got countless podcasts for you to listen to. In terms of gifts, Tennis Point has for our listeners, has for those out there in the tennis sphere, $100 giveaway, Nate. 
Give me the details. So yeah, we got, we're got we partnering up with our friends at Cracked Rackets. All you have to do is go to our Instagram post that was posted, let me look, I believe it was, yeah, two days ago. It's got the white tennis point hoodie as the uh, first picture. Go to that picture, like it, follow Cracked Rackets and tennis underscore point underscore US. And all you have to do is comment what you want for Christmas from Tennis Point and why. And two of you commenters will be randomly selected to receive $100 gift cards. Um, I think there's only like 40 comments in there so far. So your odds are pretty good. Go ahead and you guys have one more day if this drops um, sometime tonight. You guys have all of Wednesday to enter up until midnight. So yeah, it's exciting to always give, give back to the Tennis Point community. You guys deserve it. Um, the Tennis Point hoodies, really cool looking hoodie. I'm a fan. The Sergio Tashini hoodie as well. Adidas, Nike, and another Tennis Point one. Um, yeah, you guys, $100 gift card. You guys can get anything you want with it, obviously. We also have a free towel special going on right now. If you text the number 38378, you can text either all caps Graham or all caps TikTok, and you will receive a free Tennis Point towel as well. So, yeah, some good stuff. No, I love to hear it. And you know what's better than getting someone a $10 gift? Giving them a $100 gift. You know what's the best part? When that $100 doesn't come out of your pocket. All of you listeners who hear this between now and then, go sign up right now. You have till the end of Wednesday. Hundred free dollars. Like some things just sell themselves. If I have to make a pitch to you for why a hundred free dollars is a cool thing, here's the equivalent. In New York, you got to go get a booster shot. They'll give you a hundred dollars. You should do that too. Like again, it's the free. It's it's free a hundred dollars. Like. What are we doing here, folks? Go sign up right now. Tennis Point Giveaway. If you're in New York and you haven't gotten your booster, go sign up right now. It's $100. Like, oh, man. It's just like, man, that's nice. Should I have held out to get that $100 incentive? That's a nice sweetener. Why wouldn't you take $100? Gruskin said it, man. $100 for you guys. You guys can get anything you want. Tennis Point, we got to try to carry all the latest and greatest. I know a lot of you guys are buying it up quick, but – Inventory still looks all right for you guys, so enter that in, and you guys can get yourself some holiday gifts. I think there's going to be a new Nike pair on my feet in the future. I think it's time yeah. to make the move. I may just sw- – so I played tennis this weekend. Quick tangent here if you don't mind because we can relate. Because you're 27, 6? Yep, 27. Seven. Yeah, I was going to yep. say because – but I think your class is 17 for college. Yeah. Yeah, so we're the same crew. There yeah. we go. Yeah, I was just – yeah. Well, anyways, point being um, – I played tennis this weekend. I have yep. never felt my, the fact that I'm, you know, because every day you're the oldest you've ever been. I've never felt that <laughs> fact more than after playing tennis this Sunday. Hour and a half of doubles, I went all in. Like, because I haven't played a good strategic hour and a half of doubles in so long. And by the end, you're poaching, mm-hmm. you're faking, you're making all these sudden movements. I thought I got shot in the quad here on Monday morning. Like, I have been limping since Sunday. And, like, it's mortifying. Uh, like, I, I mean, I think you play a little bit more than I do. And it, the thing is for me that what I've learned is once you lose it, you don't get yeah. it back. I'm yeah, like tough. at the furthest edge of the cliff where it's like you haven't quite lost it, but you better start playing more. You better start play, yeah. yeah. No, well said. Um, speaking of Nikes, we also just dropped today the Vapor Cage 4, the Ooh. Bengals Hooday colorway, orange and black. Uh, those, those are some uh, – probably the cleanest sneaker I've seen of the cage four colorway. Just, I, I, I had to put a bag of tiger on the edit today on Instagram. So check that out guys. But no, like you said, if you, tennis is like, it, I think probably golf is what I hear is similar to this 
once you lose it, it's hard to get that confidence back and kind of get that edge back. And I mean, and then the physical aspect of it is another monster to conquer and get back into match shape where you're going to be out there for an hour and a half and be all right and not suck for air. That's it's a, uh, no tennis is like all my friends that don't play tennis. I'm always like, just come out and play with me for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And like all of them walk away respecting the game so much more than before. And they're like, man, that stuff's like, that's a real workout. Like I was, I thought they were just kind of moving back. Like, I'm like, no, like that's nonstop. There's no timeouts. You get a minute and a half out of changeover. You're back on the court. You're got to lay your legs low and drop in every ball. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a grind. So it's also the uh, serving. It was, it's because I started serving. Shoulder, early. man. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I screwed up my shoulder earlier this summer to the point where I had to serve yeah. with my racket starting above my head. Cause I shouldn't just couldn't go low to high, but I hadn't served in like three months. And so yeah. thankfully it, you know, shout out to 26. It did end up healing. It just took three months off. But my uncle used to say this thing, and it, it's the funniest line he gives. And like, it's, I mean, whenever we're on the golf course and I'm headed down to hang out with my family, we'll certainly play some golf while we're down in Florida. But he used to always say, so for trash talking, because I was not good at golf, you know, I'm, I'm just out there. I play three times a year for whatever. And he goes, Alex, if you went to a trainer, because I was like, should I just, like, what do I do to get better? He go, well, look. If you go to a, the pro shop, you go to the pro, he'll say, Alex, you need to take two weeks off, then quit. And I'd be like, right now with tennis, I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe I should just take two weeks off and quit. Like maybe it's just I talk moving forward. Man, no, that's, that's, a tough, that's a tough glass to, to drink right there. Yeah, don't, but that's the love we show one another. Tough truths. That is. No, <laughs> I, tennis is like it's up and down for me always. I mean yeah. like you have, yeah, you have your days where you're feeling like, man, if I start playing again, I can get right back. But no, tennis is something that I don't think I'll ever not love hitting a yellow piece of fuzz. Like, I don't oh think I'll ever God. stop loving I it. I spiked an overhead on match point, and I don't think there's any better feeling than when you spike an overhead in doubles and you see it coming and you're just like, I am about to destroy yep. you. And then you do it and just, I hit the ceiling of the bubble with the overhead and I was like, yes. And uh, so yeah, you're right. I'm not, t- I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. You're right. No, you're you back in. I'm at the point where, like, even when these juniors come in to Western for tournaments and they're like, their parents are like, uh, can you come hit at 9 a.m. and warm so, so and so up? I'm like, sure. I mean, if, if for a half hour to work, warm these kids up and like let them go through that process of how they're kind of feeling and just kind of like, I actually love that whole process of watching these athletes prepare for their matches. And it's like, these guys are so much more uh, tuned into the details of what it takes to kind of be match ready than I was at that age. Like, these 12 year olds and 14 year olds. I mean, like they're stretching after matches, they're icing down, they're taking the time to like do the recovery process before they're, they're doing band work. They're, they're like, they're doing like just uh, hand-eye coordination drills with like tossing balls and quick feet and like throwing the ball back to the coach stuff that like, I don't know if I thought it was like not cool to do, or if I thought like that wasn't going to really change my game much, but the, the amount of the small things I see guys do to prepare after and before matches is uh it's pretty cool to see. And I, I always like kind of being part of that process if I, if I can make it hundred percent. And yeah, to your point, um, if I did the amount of, you know, warm up and stretching that I do now when I was 17, I might've been an athlete. I'm like so angry with myself. <laughs> Cause like now I'm on the bike for at least 30 minutes before I play. Cause it's like, otherwise your legs won't work. Like, let's just yep. be honest here. Yep. And it's like, well, you know how much better your legs might've worked if you did that at 15 and you're just like, um, oh. exactly. From ages 13 to 20, we were just by touching our toes twice, kicking our legs up, a couple of I was like, I can touch over. my toes. I don't need to worry about anything it's, else. I, like, you can't so do funny. that. I can right now. It's <laughs> fine. And it's like, 
yeah. And then you turn 26 and you're like kneecaps. Like maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. Is that Carlos? Is that Carlos wearing away or what? Uh, I again two weeks off then quit. That would we be sound like we sound like a couple old guys out here, man. We're, no. It's not to sound like old guys. It's to say preserve the youth for as long as you can because it does go away. And ours hasn't gone away yet. You're right. We get to still yeah. hold on. But it's like now yeah. we're holding on. You can put yourself yeah. in a position not to hold on. And there are a lot of listeners I'm sure who will hear that and laugh. But like trust me. Trust me. Anytime your coach is like maybe you should stretch, be like great idea. I am going to stretch. I just – I fucking wish I embraced stretching. I'm so bad at stretching now. It's I'm gonna quack out this adjective, but it's the most Jewish thing I do. It's just a horrible stretch. Dude, uh, but I could not speak to that more. It's like the minute I started stretching a little bit, like it changed the way my I felt, and it's just like 180 degrees difference from where I was in 2019, 2020. But is it just me, or do you like look at guys on tour? and see like kind of who's your age and who's close to your age and be like kind of like compare yourself like wow like Dude, that guy's but every gonna- time i see daniel medvedev and the fact that he was born after me i'm like <laughs> i'm so- like for the longest time in the world longest time in the world for a two-year span i used to always say well you know patrick mahomes is a month older than me so like it's fine i still have a month like i'm good i always have one month because he's still a month older than me but now it's like now Medvedev's a slam champ. He's younger. I mean, freaking there are yeah. guys in the Brooksby's born after two thousand. He's closer to my younger brother's age than mine. And I'm like, this is it's again. They're the iCarly generation. Us Drake and Joshers got to go. <laughs> Man, that stuff. No, it makes me sick. I'm like, dang, that guy's eight years younger than me. That guy's nineteen years old. That guy's twenty seven years. It's it's crazy how the tour just gets younger and younger, taller and taller. But. Um, no, it's, and I think guys, it's made it a lot easier that like Federer's still around and Serena's still uh, around, it, and it's like, well, they were from our childhood. That's what makes exactly. I think that's how you, we can hold on covering this sport to the child childish naivete and just that innocence of watching it and enjoying it. It's because like we still sure. do have some of the childhood idols in there. Well said. No, I, I think that is a massive aspect to like, yeah, like Venus, Serena, Roger, Novak, Rafa, Andy, Stan, all these guys. Are like we grew up watching these guys, so it does. It's like. You can you can have a, a lengthy prime. There's no there, there's father prime out there. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and so that is more exactly story. where I want to be. By the way, on this summer. Oh, go ahead. I like this. More of the story to preserve your longevity and your prime. Tennis. Put point. the work in. Yeah, tennis point. Put the work <laughs> in before. Put the work in after. And it's it's gonna like it, it's wild how much better you feel on the court the mm-hmm. next time you go out there. You're you already have that pop in your step and that spring. You don't have to loosen anything up. You're already one. I will admit today, as things have started to slightly ease out and it's not as much pain in the step, there's a little explosion. I'm like, ooh. Like, you know those days when you do feel particularly explosive and so you'll walk on the tiptoes just a little yep. bit longer? Yep. I have yep. that. T- like, because again, I'm like, ooh. Like, you could – your your shuttle cone drill right now, you'd, you'd crack 10 seconds. You could do it. Energy never seems to be something I've doubted that you, you kind of drop off with, man. I'm not it was lie. also – so now we're full tangent. I swear last time – we were down 8-3. So it's an hour and a half. You just play as many games as possible. It's not a set. You just go. 8-3, you know, doubles. You're doing a dance. My partner and I were stepping on each other's feet a little bit at the beginning. There just wasn't the clear rhythm. And then we found the rhythm and like – I just – I'd forgotten what it's like because 10-11, there were 10 minutes – or six minutes left on the clock and we're down and they're serving. And I look at him and I'm yeah. like – and we're just kind of like, look, it's now or freaking never. Like it's go time. 
let's let's roll and like because he was probably late 30s early 40s and oh he like to see him pick up his intensity i raise my intensity Shop the tennis boy started point, split stepping. Shop yeah, tennis point. That's shop the tennis thing. point. That's the moral of the story. Justin started split stepping. He got dangerous out oh, there. Oh, and that's it. why I can't walk today. But with all of that said, all right, a couple other things before I let you go, and we're going to keep today on the holiday side. It's festive. Yep. Clearly, we're having fun here. Speaking of fun, racket silos, top yep. 10 of the year. It's the end of the year. Everyone loves lists. For those that aren't familiar, what is the racket silo? And just, again, you give me the creative spin behind it. So the racket silos, I mean, some silos just change. They'll just change the colorway. I mean, yeah. they, I mean, it's just a simple cosmetic update. And then I, I think within a silo, there's some simple changes that, that um, these brands will make. Um, and then some people may say that this is the same racket as before. But I think they a lot of these simple updates make a difference. I mean, I, I've held the uh, with the E-Zone, the old E-Zone wasn't huge on but i tested out the new ezone that just came out this week it's on pre-sale on tennis point and i'm like dang i could if i ever change from a bad Piero, it might be this new ezone um but yeah we went ahead and put out top um 10 silos from 2021 uh no real order i just kind of put them in uh in in order of the edits that i like the most maybe um but no head extreme night was the black and yellow one that we saw matteo berrettini rep that was just a super clean racket from head um head extreme was that the gray and yellow color that musetti was using they got Bertini in the black and yellow super clean on court next was the yonic e-zone that just came out uh dropped this past week uh, more of a blue color shapovalov makes the change from v core to e-zone so big and then uh casper rude nick curios a uh, number of big time players using that racket the wilson blade v8 uh sitsky Poss's racket the chameleon as well as the us open edition uh, with like the New York streets on it, uh, all black. I thought that was a really cool model as well. Both those are cosmetically pretty top notch. I mean, the, the green chameleon racket stands out, pops on court. You guys saw a bunch of, I mean, the top players using it. Spinalina uses it. Um, Shachanov uses it. A bunch of guys. Uh, Babla Pura Rafa, the, is that pink or purple? I'm colorblind. I, I think it's purple. It could be pink. People have told me both. Magenta? I don't know. Magenta? We'll go with magenta. The magenta yellow. Bad Lap Piero, Rafa, great racket. The head radical, uh, you got Taylor, Taylor Fritz uh, using it, Sloan Stevens. That orange and silver pops, I love that racket as well. The V-Core Pro, Tiafo, Herc Gotcha's racket of choice, purple and green. Yonix just did some special stuff this year. I thought they had a great year. Um, head Boom just launched the foam green and black from head. There's a rumor, there's a top, uh, I don't know if I can what I can give away, but top 15, top 10 player maybe. That could debut that head boom sometime in 2022. Uh, so that's always cool to see these guys, what they change to and what these brands kind of, who they kind of pick to be the uh, face of the franchise on, on, on a silo. Uh, the Technofiber TFX1 and the Head Prestige rounded out. So 10 great racket silos that dropped this year. Super fun to kind of see all these brands go about their business and how they strategize these launches, how they do giveaways, how they kind of premiere their uh, kind of silos to the fans first and, the content and the kind of the resources they put behind these launches. That's the stuff that intrigues me being in marketing. I'm always like, how, do, how are they really going to put the uh, goods behind this product to make it pop? And I think 2021, a lot of these brands did a great job of that. So fun to be a part of it. All of them shop at tennis point. Thousand percent agree with you. I love our boys at Yonix and I know Yonix, Yonix, sorry, got to do a shout out Dave Lemke. Um, 
<laughs> the thing is, I just love the one color. I hate to use the term blade because I know that's a Wilson racket, but it just looks like a blade you are you know wielding in your hand, and it's just so slick and clean mm-hmm. and just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really really delightful. I really freaking enjoy it, and um, yeah, it just it's I I like their products. I think the rackets look how they play, which is just that you have a lot of control. And I I, I know that's really stupid, but like sometimes you look at all the paint on the on the uh, on the Babolats, and you're like, yeah, of course it's a springboard. Like of course it's just a free swing. That's what that racket looks like. There's something about the way a Yonix cuts through the air. I think some yep. of the good head models do that as well. Obviously, there's Wilson. I mean, they all do it. But I mm-hmm. think in terms of looking the way they play, probably Babolat and Yonix won too in terms of just like – and again, that might be really stupid and that might be the most nerdy tennis take. Is there something to that, a racket looking like it plays? Because I feel like those two brands actually look like they play. There's no scientific evidence. Let's be clear. I Yeah, I, I think I tend to agree though with that take. I just I play with a pure arrow, uh, but I've hit with Yonix a lot recently. Ever since we talked about this podcast, um, but, but they came out to us and did a really cool seminar on all their products, and their string is also like top of the line. Like I'm yeah. using their Polytor Rev, this orange string that they came out with. Nick Curious uses it. I think Shapovalov and Naomi use it as well. It is eight-sided string polyester, and I've been like. I don't know if it's in my head, but my forehand has gone to the baseline consistently. The slice has so much more bite on it. The Yonix stuff is top notch right now, and I think the racket something to do with like the like their grommets are not you don't ever see like a curvature at the bottom where like you usually stick the little L shape on the um on the last mains. They don't have that. They're all straight line grommets. It just feels like the sweet spot is like a tad bit bigger and a tad smoother off um, when you miss it a little bit. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I feel like it does, and Yonix is just their attention to detail. They do fifty quality inspections per. Uh, product. So I think all the stuff that they're doing is starting to uh, pay off and their marketing has kind of matched it with, they, they did the cool heritage 75th year thing this year with the, uh, at, I think they debuted at Wimbledon with the cool bag that Curious rocked. And no, I think they've gotten behind a lot of guys. They've got two all co- uh, top, uh, t- what do they call it? Toda, Toda shirt, Toda racket players with Herkotch and Casper and um, yeah, Tiafo and Shapovalov and Naomi and Kerber and just so many players right now that are repping the brand strong and uh, yeah, Yonix has come up. It feels like has has been has been happening in 2021. Yeah, no, I, I and mean, then the bad lot, obviously. Yeah, no, a, a pure yeah. drive is a pure drive. Well named, well branded, well designed. It's a freaking bad lot. You know what you're getting yep. into. But yeah, I would agree. Again, there are a lot of good sticks out there. That's why. And holiday season is the time to explore. Go to your local pro shop. Hopefully, it's still open. You can go pick up a couple of demos. Hit with your family. I know I'm excited to do some hitting as we head down to Florida as well. But okay. Those are the racket silos. Let's do one more thing. Have some fun here before we wrap today's show. Let's talk rule changes in tennis. And this is a conversation our Cracked Rackets listeners have heard a lot of as we've interviewed our Power 5 coaches over on the Cracked Interviews podcast, trying to talk to every Power 5 men's and women's uh, college tennis coach before the start of the 2022 season, a project we're calling Alex Needs a Girlfriend moving forward. But, you know, with – yeah, you like that? Um with that said, you know, something we talk about frequently are the rule changes. And is it a product problem? Is it a marketing problem with tennis? And, you know, as much as it may be a marketing problem, I am curious. Are there any tennis rule changes? Are there any tennis format things? Maybe it's at the college level you'd like to see adopted in the pros. Maybe it's in the pro level you'd like to see adopted in college, whatever it may be. 
Talk me through, Nate Dog. Give me the rule changes you want to see. I think number one, uh, I think you asked uh, Holger about this on your podcast about the no-ex scoring in uh, next-gen finals. I think that's the one that, like, let's just test it out at the 250 level. Let's just see what it does, see if it skews the, if skew players and skews the results at all, kind of do some data analysis on it to see if guys are – if it, it kind of gives an advantage to the servers or gives a, an advantage to the better returners. But test it out at the 250s. At least pick, I don't know, eight events that have it, and maybe you pick six at the 250 level and two, and two at the 500 level just to see what it does to the game and see if fans – how see how fans react to it, see if it adds more pressure points and uh, kind of creates more momentum swings and a little more excitement in the game and maybe speeds the game up as well. So I think it can kind of do a, a number of things. I was always one of the guys that was super opposed to it. I don't like playing it myself, so I, mean, I don't know what that means, but like I always like to play ad scoring, I guess, because I'm used to it. But when you're watching tennis and then you kind of hear from the, the guys that are playing it, it I, I think it's something that tennis could explore for sure. Yeah. No, we played ad in club in college, and it grows on you. And you learn to, you know, again, every point is that much more valuable. You can't afford to have a drop in your concentration level and, you know, again, your focus. And because every point is just, you know, a deuce point is a deciding point. And so, you know, that's your third break point chance, not just, oh, we'll get to deuce, we'll get to ad, we'll see what we can do. The margins are that much thinner. Of course, no ad scoring also loops into the TV argument. Do we need a product that's two to three hours, not – three plus and you know i depending on what you ask the metrics which suggest the answer to that question is yes of course this is an argument we've laid out before i would love to see it at the 250 level though and still play two out of mm-hmm. three sets by the way and still play breakers at six all but let's just mm-hmm. incorporate the no ad sudden death element would that attract new fans would you're right let's let the data play out and I, it would be interesting for me to see. Now, the question is, is the no-ad format that much more exciting in college tennis because it's a team atmosphere and because so often when one you know deuce point is won, that team will win a second deuce point two courts down and those momentum swings happen across the board? Would that be less exciting in an individual match? I don't know because imagine the anticipation in the buildup to that deuce point. Imagine the deuce points that end up getting played like – yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I enjoy the no-ad scoring, so I'm biased. The question is, does it compromise the result? Does it compromise development for these players? And will we see, you know, a dose of luck? Will we see, again, as you mentioned, servers, you know, the big serve makes the difference, although one could argue, doesn't it already make a difference? Um it's a great question to ha- like it's a great question to ask for sure, but you're never going to know until you see the data. And like I agree, experimentation wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Now they do it in doubles already, and you know who a, a coach made this point to me. They didn't used to do it in doubles. There was concern that when they do it, that there would lead to all this parity. And eight years later, the Bryans were still number one. And so it's <laughs> like, does that really yeah. matter? And Craig Boyden was on the ATP podcast like a week ago. I was listening to and. He was Quack saying that like, out, Westoff. No other plugs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so he was saying like how tennis has been stuck in kind of the same format, same rules for so many years. All these other uh, big associations and leagues have adopted new rules and kind of adapted to the times, and it hasn't killed their fan base or scared fans away or hurt their game uh, kind of quality of play or anything like that. So I think if tennis just – you just experiment a little bit and kind of learn from that and then kind of make your changes, but just not making any changes at all. I think it's, I think times change, people change. I think like humans are evolving and growing taller and getting, I mean, it's just like, 
so things are changing. I mean, I think you got to kind of change with the times and I think tennis could um, really benefit from that. And I think the fans just having a different, like a different, it would create a different atmosphere in my opinion. And what do you think about doing a, uh, a third, like you love seeing best of three full set, full third sets at every event, or would you mind seeing like to save some of these guys' bodies that the two fifties and five hundreds do a, a super tiebreaker? I think you'd go one of two ways. You keep ad scoring and you do the super breaker or you go no ad scoring and you keep right. best of three. I don't think you, you can't just, do both again, because right. there would be a mutiny. Um, and mm-hmm. you want to keep the physicality to an extent for sure. Mm-hmm. I would not do third set breakers. It's the professionals. Mm-hmm. You play a full third set. And I think if you incorporate no ad scoring, even in the most physical of three set matches, like three hours should be the max for mm-hmm. those matches. And so I don't think at that point time's an issue. And because time's not an issue, don't compromise that. I love the drama of the full third, the fight yeah, of it all. Now, there's something to, you know, again, if you're a Federer fan, Djokovic fan, Murray, Nadal, you'd be happy with a third set breaker right now. Let's preserve the physicality of these guys for as long as we can. That said, that physicality is what separates the good from the great and, you know, the the great from the best of all time. And it's just like, I don't want to rob them of that opportunity. Ask any college coach across the country and they will tell you, you can go hear them say it on the Cracked Interviews podcast. No ad does not compromise the physicality of tennis. Absolutely freaking not. Because again, it's the totality of it all. It's the nerves plus the movements plus the constant swinging, etc. that leads to fatigue at the end of the match. You still experience all of that throughout the course of no ad scoring. And you're not going to tell me that two six-deuce games mixed in throughout the course of the first, you know, 20 games of a match make the difference. Like, I don't believe that. And so yep. I that's why I enjoy no ad. I enjoy the sudden death element. But like, I, think if, if, I think you have to try – those are the only two ways that I've thought of that you could speed the game up a little bit. I don't know how yeah. else you speed the game up. Fast forward. It's, and you just play sets to four instead of six. Why are we playing to six? Who decided six was Yeah, the yeah. Sets to four. Is, is that – yeah. Sets to no, four. That, that's the I, argument. That's the, the argument. Gen, I, I saw that. No, that next gen I saw it. It just – in my head, it just looks – the score lines look gimmicky. I don't know what – it looks gimmicky. It doesn't so look like – So can I give you the counterpoint that they would say? Yeah. I Winner still has 12 games. Fast four, 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 four. You play three out of five sets, you get to 12 games. They would argue it's quicker sets, so it's just like next page, next page, next page, next page, where it's just like as opposed to, all right, it's it's 4-0. This set's not going anywhere. Oh, wow, he held for 4-1. Oh, wow, now he held for 5-1. It's like, do we really need that game? It's like, all right, let's talk no. two, three service games. If you get broken, it's that much more valuable. That's the argument for fast four. Now, I'm not saying I'm in favor of that because I like the physicality. I do like that element of it. And I think when you go to fast four, you know, you lose the two five down comebacks. And I think that mm-hmm. comeback is more valuable than the quickness of the fast four format. Yeah, But I will yeah, hear that fast four argument like it resonates with me. As a, as a like how I grew up watching this game and how I've appreciated it making matches quicker is not like something that I need to have in order to become a, like to stay a tennis diehard fan or whatever you want to say, but like to grow that, like I want more casual fans to tune into the big matches that this game has to offer. And if tennis can find a way to do that, I think it can be dangerous because tennis has so much drama in it and it has so many storylines and it has like so many cool, like just cool stories of work. Like, and if tennis can kind of get behind that and kind of cater to that a little bit more, with the promotion of players and putting them in more dramatic situations, then I think tennis can even grow even far after the big three is gone. The argument against 
the current scoring format would be there's a lot of permission structure creating, and I'm stealing a coach's word, for fans to tune out, where it's just like, oh, I'll come back when it's 5-1 in the set or someone gets 5. Oh, or I'll do this, I'll flip to another channel. And sure, you could say that about a lot of other sports as well, but you can definitely say it about tennis. And that's an issue. Like, for yeah, sure, is, that's it something It really is. A, that, that is definitely an issue. Like, no, for sure. Yeah, and like the you, question is, again, is it a format issue or is it a marketing issue? I do think the quality of tennis, the depth across the board, the athletes, everything can, can continues to get better from a sporting perspective. The question mm-hmm. is, how do we grow the game? And mm-hmm. there's a lot of different avenues explored. We've talked about a lot of them here. Do you have to change the format at all? The, the biggest format change to make in the professional ranks would be no ad. That's why it keeps coming up. Yeah, and I think best you, of, yeah. you know, best of three at the slams for the men would be the other one. I think you and I would would maybe be lying to ourselves if we if we said that tennis doesn't need to make a format change at all to to continue yeah. to stay in the mainstream of sporting um, news and I mean of sporting interest to the to the young public and to the elderly. So I think that's just it. I yeah, I think it just has something has to give. And I'm not like I'm not like huge on anyone in particular to like go down that hill, but. One change to, to speed things up and also preserve these guys' bodies. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, things could be worse. I mean, I think tennis is just going to have to change at the times like every other sport is kind of done besides baseball. And I think that's why baseball is where baseball is. I had one coach at a bar at NCAAs, and that might have been too much information. He's not going to listen to Minute 39 of the pod. <laughs> I had one coach at bar at NCAAs say the future of tennis is world team tennis. And I think we've discussed this before, but free agency, yep. trades, yep. all of the different off-season elements that other sports have, transferring like you have in you know, uh, soccer, tennis does not have that. And there's something to the individuality that's- of tennis, of course, mm-hmm. but there are people who are convinced in, as an individual sport like tennis has a ceiling in terms of yeah. its market share. No, look at the NBA. The NBA is like the, one of the busiest parts of the NBA is the offseason where all these guys make crazy decisions Football on who to keep up too. with. Adam Schefter, yeah. Adrian Wojnarowski, all these people are household names the way hardcore fans think of Parsa. But it's like yeah. they have millions of followers. Yeah. Parsa's got yeah. – I love you, Parsa. 5,000, 6,000. Right, right. And, the, and their heartbeat of their career is in the offseason when that's the news where, where they're breaking headlines. Yeah. So – Tennis can find, if, if, like we've discussed before, that the whole trade market, free agent, I mean, free agency, having guys partner with different brands and having either like the brands are against brands or whatever, however you want to divvy up these teams. But that in a draft happening, that, I mean, that would just be incredible. I'm, and I'm we've come full circle here because the closest facsimile that you get routinely and consistently and you know the talent a little bit better is college tennis. Like I'm telling tennis fans, I will say this till the day I die. I hope some of you listeners have seen our coverage and will say, you know what, I'm going to tune into a college tennis match this year because I swear to God the drama will not disappoint. And once you watch your first, you'll start to open up your mind to some of the other, you know, to how we translate some of the successes in different levels of the sport across levels. So that's a big rule change. I would love to see coaching. Like I know – that it's an individual sport, problem solving, all these different things matter. Of course they do. That's what makes the sport great. But it comes down to do you want to see a player at their best or do you want to see a player struggle and not solve something? I would always opt towards let's make it possible for the players to be their best always because that's what we're there to see. I also just – as long as they're mic'd up, I want to hear it. I don't care if they're swearing. Be unfiltered. Be willing to insult your opponent on camera just like – Come on, give us something real. You see, everyone sees yep. the success of the Netflix F1 series. There are so many moments to make tennis real like that. Let's do it. 
So, no, I, I saw Andy's, Andy Murray's tweet yesterday where you guys shared it. I was like, I was, you guys beat me to it. I was about to share it myself. I was like, that is what tennis needs. And if tennis gets that, there's so many guys that have so many big personalities that would kind of thrive under the mic and in, in the spotlight. And we, we, we get it most at like Labor Cup or ATP Cup where these guys are mic'd up with their teams in the box, kind of um, coaching them and kind of pushing them through to, to get to them to, to like, to kind of get to their ceiling or whatever. So that's where like, a, that's like my favorite content. And I think, um, yeah, Andy Murray and Formula One, like that, that whole thing could, could have some legs behind it if, if they were able to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I had a question regarding college athletics. While we're on this tangent, we gotta, we got, I gotta ask you, if you were a player, a top 20 player in the country in division one tennis right now, what would you be doing to make some, some money on the side? Uh, what opportunities would I... you try to pursue? Yeah. It's a great question for me. And I know this is, uh, and I've expressed this again on some of the cracked interviews podcasts. All of you listeners can go here, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you listen. You've to already talked shows. about this issue. You've already, well, you've already gave your, no, it's something I've talked about recently uh, on okay. the podcast. It's, this has been one of my new topics I've hit as we've hit the sixties mark and seventies marks of the interview. And I'm trying to find new content here. So it's not just 70 podcasts of the same. If I'm a coach, I am reaching out to every tennis club within 30 miles. I mean, 30s might be a little bit far, 20 miles of my school. And I'm saying, hey, do you want the best thing that could happen for your tennis program ever? Fork over $20,000, $30,000, which is less, by the way, than your standard teaching pro. Let me split that fund up amongst my eight, nine players. You're going to get one of them a week, every week of the season. And they're going to be hitting in your group, you know, one day a week. And what is that going to do? Well, all of the kids are going to come to that group because they want to see the college kids play and they want to practice with them every week. And then what does that do for my program? I have a built-in fan base now. Nothing is more significant for a young athlete than the opportunity to see those college players and want to emulate them, become them. And the way you do that is by getting these players in front of them. The best way to get them in front of them is to have them come out to these clinics and just like it's money in the players' pockets. It's easy money. You're teaching and coaching tennis. And I know you're a college student and you've got plenty of time commitments already. This would be another one on top of that, but you're at least getting paid for it. And if you're a tennis club, again, cheaper labor, but better labor. Like, and I, I don't know how direct that is with NIL. And I don't know if that's like, well, no, they're a teaching pro. They can't do that. But like, I think they can. And that's to me that's the strategy that's how you build a grassroots fan base in all of these college tennis communities and that's how the players benefit off of the building of that grassroots as well is it's just a constant feeder system i love it i love it I think that's, yeah again part of project well alex needs a girlfriend no that's but today hopefully these kids like i want to see it come to fruition because i think that's like what you just kind of laid out is not a crazy ask from either party like for I mean, most of these colleges are in cities that have a club nearby within your, your, your radius that you mentioned. And to be able to do that, I think that's a huge bonus add to a club to get. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it will inspire like, as well as coaching them. It's going to inspire those six to nine year olds that are like, man, I want to be a part of that group so I can hit with these college. Like, so yeah, I think it can do a lot of things for a club and for a program, like you just said. So that's, that's a, a, an idea that hopefully uh, somebody's listening to out there. That might be my opening tweet of the day tomorrow, just to get the pot stirring, because you know, so often you got to throw some red meat out there on the Twitter sphere. But all right, with all of that said, Nate Dog, any final thoughts on today's show? Any final pre-Christmas, pre-holiday, you know, uh, takes before we come on for our year-end show next week? 
No, guys, if you guys are making any uh, holiday content, playing some indoor tennis this break, feel free, throw Cracked Rackets or Tennis Point a uh, tag on the gram. We love, we'd love to see what you guys are up to, seeing the uh, off-season hustle or the uh, Christmas break hustle. So tag us on any Christmas gifts that were cool. Tag us on any videos of you guys training. We love to share that stuff. Um, yeah, have remember, a great Christmas. End of Wednesday, free $100. Go sign up, Tennis Point Social Media. Free $100, Nate. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Go set it, guys. So, yeah, make sure you guys go submit your uh, responses on the Instagram post. And have a great holiday. Gruskin, appreciate you having me. Happy Tennis Point Tuesday, my man. Always a pleasure. And with that said, again, all of the content, CrackedRackets.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at CrackedRackets. You want to message me directly at GreatShotPod. Shout out, as always, to the super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the fuck of an ending job he does day in, day out. Shout out, as well, to our friends at Tennis Point, Tennis-Point.com. Promo code is CR15. With all of that said, for my co-host, Nate Dogg, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Nate, what do we tell our listeners? We tell them that's the break, baby. And we will see you all. Happy holidays, Nate. All right. Talk to you soon, my man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.